We ask you that you would bless this message tonight. That you would speak to us about vision in our personal lives, in the relationships that we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. And let's read verses 8 through 11. These are some of the favorite, some of my favorite verses. That I like to read and to think about. They're translating faster in Russian than you are. <laughs> Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. And it says to me who am less than the least of all saints this grace was given. That I should. And I like those words that I don't know how it is in Azeri. Key. Key. Whenever you, whenever you see that word key, it's a key. It's a key to the verse. And it means purpose. God gives grace for a purpose that we would have an eternal purpose. It's a key, isn't it? Key. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which is from the beginning of the ages. In God who created all things through Jesus Christ. To the intent that now manifold wisdom of God might be known by the church, the principalities, powers, and heavenly places. Verse 10. And verse 11. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. We were born for a purpose. And that purpose is a purpose that is in Christ. There are many purposes in the world today. Purpose to make money. Purpose to have a beautiful home. Purpose to uh, provide for the family. Purpose for um, a personal acquiring of things. 
But God has a purpose. And this is an eternal purpose. This is a purpose that's greater than our life. It's a purpose that's greater than our emotions. This is a purpose that's greater than our fears and our limitations. And anything less that I live for in my life, I will be very dissatisfied. Uh, when I live for anything less than the eternal purpose of God, I'll be very unhappy and unsatisfied. And this morning at the staff meeting, we talked about the seven characteristics of a servant. The purpose of God in our life. There are seven. There are seven purposes. Do you like lists? Hello. Can someone say Amen? Amen. Lists are good because I like lists. I like points. I can remember points better. Let me just let me just talk about this. But first of all, let's just talk about vision for a moment. A vision God desires to impart into our personal life a vision. Something that is in the center of our minds. It is something that the eyes of our heart are looking at. Day and at night. Some people have a vision to be a good mother. Some people have a vision to make a lot of money. Some people have a vision to become a better person. But those are all lesser than the vision of of an eternal purpose. God gave uh, Paul a vision. In Acts 26, verse 16. And and God said to, to Paul, He said, "Stand up." I appeared to you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness. God speaks to us. His calling. And it's something that burns in the heart. It is something that is the heart of God. And when the two disciples were on the road to Emmaus, leaving Jerusalem, God, Jesus appeared to them and began to speak with them. And as they were talking, they understood that their hearts were burning. And they said, did not our hearts burn when we spoke with him? A vision means that God puts a picture in our minds, a desire, a calling to to walk by faith 
in the calling that God has given us as an individual. Many people can live their life without a personal vision. And if we were to ask you tonight, what is your personal vision? Can you tell me in 30 seconds or less, what is your personal mission statement? Can you, can you explain to your grandmother in simplicity what your mission is? That she would understand it. Because if your grandmother doesn't understand it, maybe you don't understand it. I like to think that way. That if I can't explain to someone my calling and my purpose, then I don't know myself, maybe. A vision is something redemptive. It's powerful. It is eternal. And it's something that keeps us when times get difficult. What are the visions that God gives a person? Well, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. We have a vision of Jesus Christ first. I'm not talking maybe about a vision like seeing him physically. But I'm talking about something that is what our heart is looking at invisibly. Having a vision for ourselves, for our family. And for God's calling. God calls us to himself. And this vision is according to the purpose of God. A vision. Remember how the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was in the midst of the garden for Eve. She had that tree in the middle of the garden in her mind. But it wasn't in the midst of the garden the tree of life was. Her vision at that moment was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that really destroyed her capacity for God's call and God's plan. Without a proper vision, then we begin to enter into destructive habits. As, as Solomon said, without a vision, my people perish. As a Christian, if I don't have a personal vision, then I will begin to perish. How do we perish? How do we perish? How does that happen? Well, it's the corruption that comes into the soul. In First Peter, when Peter said that the promises of God deliver us from the corruption that is through lust in this world. What, Paul, what Peter was saying is that when our vision 
is the promises of Christ and Jesus Christ. We escape the corruption that's in this world through lust. If I don't live with a vision for my life, then the lusts of the flesh are going to take over my life. And I will begin to perish spiritually as a single person. My vision has to be Christ. And his priorities for my life. And my focus and my consecration on Jesus Christ. As a married couple. Our vision has to be Christ. And we were just we were talking with uh, three couples last night. And we talked about having a vision in our marriage and in our family. My wife and I um, have a business. And we have a vision. A mission. A mission in our in our marriage. And that is to help missions. To help missions, to help pastors, missionaries preach the gospel. Whenever we lose our vision of Christ and our calling, then we begin to wander in our life. We begin to wander around. <coughs> Have you ever wandered before? Have you ever wandered in a city? Or you're just walking, you're walking around and you have no purpose. Or you're not going anywhere. And you're looking at everything. and You kind of wander into a store and you're looking around and you don't know why you're there. This can happen to us spiritually. That we begin to wander. Because when we have a vision, it affects everything in our life. And I just want to list a few things that our vision affects in our life. Seven things. Seven things that affect our vision. I mean, affect our life. Seven things that a vision affects in my life. And remember what the vision is. It's the call of God on your life. What is God's calling? Uh, is it to be to be uh, trained and to be a missionary? Is it is it that you are called and that you go on short mission trips, maybe? Maybe you are called in the church to invest in other people. Maybe you're called to be an evangelist in your own town. Maybe you are here for Bible school and it's God's calling for you to study the Word of God. You have to hear from God what is God's calling and, and, and when we respond to that, that's our vision. And that's what vision is. Vision is when I see God's call. And there's always two aspects to God's calling. Number one, 
God calls us to himself Matthew chapter 11 28 and 29 God calls us to himself first and then number two he calls us into ministry now someone may say well I'm a mother with children Maybe someone would say, I'm a mother with children. I can't go anywhere. I'm lucky if I can make church. You have a calling in your life. My mother, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've met her, but she's with the Lord now. She had four children. And her mission, she wanted to be a missionary. She wanted to be, but she got married, had children, and couldn't go. And so her mission was to make her sons missionaries. So when I graduated from college, she gave me a suitcase. You know? I said, thanks, mom. You know, some people are getting like a car. Some people are getting like this or that. I got suitcases. And I okay, go. <laughs> and her calling was to really instill in our hearts the mission's vision. If you can't go, help send. And that's the call of God. And our vision in our life is when we respond to God's calling. We say yes. When we have a vision in our life, it affects everything. Number one, it affects our personal decisions. It affects our personal decisions. My personal decisions are different. I'm no longer choosing my personal desires and my personal opinions. But I'm choosing according to God's will. Because my life is no longer my own. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 and 20. When I have a vision in my life, it affects my personal decisions. Number two, when we have a vision in our life, it, it affects the people that we hang out with. It, it, it decides who am I spending my time with. Proverbs 13 verse 20. I'm not able to hang out with my old friends anymore. I don't, I don't have time to hang out with carnal people. Negative people. People that are, you know, that are sensual. I don't have time for that. I want to be with people that are on a mission in their life. Number three, when we have a mission, when we have a vision, we have a mission in our family and in our marriage. It means that 
we are married for one purpose. To glorify God and to serve Him on this earth for His kingdom's sake. That's our That's our purpose. And when I got married with my wife, I said, honey, I cannot promise you a beautiful home in America with a white fence. Because we have a calling. And she said, that's okay, that's, that's, I don't want that. And you know, God did give it to us. When we seek in our marriage, when we seek the kingdom first, God adds things. I think sometimes marriages fail because there's no eternal purpose in the marriage. There's no, there's no purpose. There's no vision. There's no passion. And therefore there's no passion in the marriage. There's no excitement. There's no excitement. There's no vision. There's no like jumping, let's like, you know, this. no reason to get out of bed in the morning. No reason to get out of the bed in the morning. It affects our marriage. And I think that if you're married, or if you're going to get married, then think about, think about the mission. What does God want to do? Because when two people come together and they are one in Christ, then they can impact the kingdom of God. I think some, I had one person tell me, they said, well, when I was single, I was a disciple, but when I got married, I got busy, I had kids, I had to work, and now I'm not a disciple anymore. I said, that is such a narrow view of discipleship. I said, that's not the way discipleship is. Discipleship begins in John chapter 8. When we abide in the word of God. I can be a mom that stays at home. That works, at, you know, but that has kids. But be a disciple because I'm in the word and I'm listening to messages and I'm at church. So discipleship is not just doing something for God, but it's a it's abiding in the Word of Grace. So, so pray uh, every year. Pray with your mates about a vision. What is like, honey? What's our vision? Just, you know, and, and when you do that, it will bring in a vision, it will bring in excitement, it will bring in passion, it will bring in an eternal purpose that will deliver you from the lusts of the world. Because when we have a vision, we don't fall into the whole, the, 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 the whole mess of the domestic world. The 
Because you know, it's like without a vision and without without the eternal purpose in our marriage, then our conversation at home is only about the trash. Did you take the trash out? No, I didn't take the trash out. Well, when are you going to take the trash out? I'll take the trash out tomorrow. Well, the trash needs to be taken out now. This is like a half-hour conversation. And did you go shopping? No, I didn't go shopping. I will go shopping tomorrow. We'll go shopping today because we need to eat today. Well, what are we going to eat anyway? I don't know. Did you? And it's just like, how many know what I'm talking about? Nobody. You guys don't have this, right? All of you guys have visions in your marriage. Okay, there's two honest people in this room. Okay, so maybe you guys should be preaching and I can sit down. Yes, without a vision in the marriage and in the family, the, the kids are running the program. They're making the decisions. On that... Number number four. Having a vision affects our money. How we spend our money. You know, how I spend my money. You know, if I did not if if my wife and I were doing our budget the other day. Every year we have to do taxes, we have to pay our taxes. And we have to tell the government how we spend our money. It's always amazing how much money we spend on just missionary stuff and conferences and and you know if we didn't spend the money that we'd spend on missions and on helping missionaries and <coughs> taking trips from conferences <coughs> we'd be millionaires no I'm not millionaires but we would have like you know just our life would be much different wouldn't it <coughs> no it wouldn't actually we would be spending it on something else. Cigarettes, alcohol, casinos, movies. You know? But because people will spend their money. But when we have a vision in our life, our, we spend our money, it affects our We We bring our tithes. I just want to say something about that. Is that... that when we tithe, we tithe with a vision. Because I have a vision for my church. And I want my church, I'm, I'm one with the vision in my church. And when I'm giving, I'm saying, God, I believe in this vision. Because you've given it to us as a, as a family and as a church. <coughs> And when, because if I don't have a vision in the way I give my tithes and my offerings, then I will just, whenever time, hard times come, I'm going to stop tithing. It's amazing. It's a very interesting thing that when we give, God gives more. And I don't say that that's our motive. 
to give. But I'm just saying that sometimes we think, well, I can't give because I don't have. Well, I would say, the Bible says, we don't have because we don't give. And, and Pastor Fouad and I were talking about our churches and how it's a challenge for us to continue to give to missions. But we give anyway. And the more that we give, the more that God provides. Because our vision is not based on how much money we have. Okay. My vision as a, as a person and my vision as a husband my vision as a as a father or as a pastor is not based on how much money I have in my pocket it's based on God's will and that's what's important because if we have if we have vision this is the vision then there's a demand that a, a that creates a need and then God fills that demand but if we have it upside down we have the money and then we have the money tells what the vision is and that doesn't work it has to be this way vision tells us how much money God is going to bring into the family and into the church I think it's amazing that this church here supports missionaries I mean yeah, that's amazing isn't that amazing your church supports international missions it's amazing, it's amazing. you guys are, are you know you you guys are and I can't go into details but you guys are you guys it's amazing. Just think about that. You know? That you as a church and you as a husband, you as a family, have you when we work. Sometimes we are like, why am I working? It's like, why am I living here? Why am I living? You know what? It's like, well, I'm here, and and we are in a church that's making a difference in the kingdom of God. And every hour I work, every day I work, I'm helping change the lives of teenagers and young people and mission trips and little churches and foreign missions. It's amazing. It really is. Don't underestimate what this church does. Don't. Because that's... Here's the reason why. The devil doesn't want you to have a vision in your life because the devil is very intimidated by a church that understands its calling. Because when a church understands its calling, in Matthew chapter 16, the gates of hell cannot prevail against that church. It, and I don't know how it is in the Azeri language but in the original language it says the gates of hell will have no defense against that church so having a vision affects how we spend our money 
Number five, it affects my attitude about going to church. You know, sometimes we are like laying in bed and we're like, oh, I'm too tired, I don't feel good, I don't want to go to church. We all have been there, we've all been there. You know, you hear the joke about the young man that didn't want to go to church? The young man woke up and said, oh, said to his mother, I don't want to go to church today. Have you heard this joke? The mother said, you have to go to church. He said, I don't want to go to church. People don't like me there. You have to go to church. Oh, it's just, I don't know, I don't like the music there. You must go to church. You have to go to church. So, oh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of long. Son, you have to go to church. Why, mother? Because you're the pastor. <laughs> okay. It's not a great a grace pastor, I hope. <laughs> when I have a vision in my life, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in church because that's where God is speaking. Amen. We're sinners in the church, right? Not everybody's perfect. We just come anyway. We're here. We're going to build each other up. We're going to encourage everyone. Why? Because... Because... Aika is there. We have to go to church because Aika is there. <laughs> we have to go to church because... Damir is there. We have to go because people are there, right? <coughs> okay, number six. <laughs> number six. It affects a vision changes my viewpoint. Changes my world view. <coughs> the way I look at the world. You know, we were going to go to the conference in Turkey. All of these things were happening politically. Somebody said, are you sure you want to go there? I said, absolutely. I'm no fear. I'm going. Pastor Shaler said, I called Pastor Shaler, are you going to go? He goes, I'm going. Are you going? <laughs> so we're going, why? Because it, we have a vision in our life. And Isaiah 8 verse 10, we don't fear what the world fears. And number 7, a vision affects the way I spend my time. In Ephesians 5 verse 15. It affects the way I spend my time. I have a vision for my family. So I'm going to invest in my family. Not sit at the computer. You know, in my room with the door closed in my own little world. I have a vision for my wife. My wife has a vision for me. I have a vision for my kids. I have a vision. We're going to have fun. We're going to just do things together. We're going to take. We're going to go together to church. 
sevincimiz oldu. Biz bir yerde işler edeceğiz, biz toplaşacağız bir yerde. We're going to go together to the Christmas concert that's going to happen here. Uh, we're going to get, you know, we have a vision and when we live with a vision, <laughs> we, our schedule is different. <laughs> Why? Because the kingdom of God is at hand. <laughs> the kingdom of God is at hand. <laughs> and this, this kingdom <laughs> is a kingdom that is not made by hands and it's not something that's physical. But it's something that is unseen. I want to finish with this. Okay? Um, it, it's warm in here. I know some of you are maybe a little hot. Uh, but do you want to hear seven more things about something else? Seven things that kill. Seven things that kill a vision. Ili during the rap I can give Then I have 14 other things to tell you. And then, and then 22 other things later on about midnight. So we got a long night ahead of us, guys. Right. Hope you brought some coffee and some strong tea. This is a great church. This is a great church. Is, uh, we love you guys. And, and uh, you guys are just Malotse. Spiritual Malotse. Yeah. Can you say that, right? Oh, I, Rohani, right? Rohani. Spiritual, right? Rohani. Rohani. Okay, let's close in prayer. And I take a break. Father, we thank you, God, for just the vision that burns in the heart. Faithful is he who has called you. Who will also do it. Thank you, God. Praise Jesus. We worship you tonight. Bless these words in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.